Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. throat. Oh, I've not been talking much this week. Ooh, been in surgery. Thank you for everybody for sending us a little message just to see how I'm getting on. I'm fine. Uh, yes, late. if you weren't listening last Monday, ladies and gentlemen, I announced that I was uh, going under the knife. Uh, I'm not going to be tits done or all like that. Uh, medical procedure. Uh, to stop acid reflux. What they've done, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, they put me under... I've got five... Five incisions across my body. <laughs> Sorry if you're squeamish. Um, this is all I've got going on in my life at the minute, is recovery. Uh, and you guys to tell you about it. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got these incisions across uh, my body. And my throat still seems a bit... Funny and, uh, I can't talk right, but I'm, I'm through the worst of it. Uh, and yeah, you, they, they put you asleep, cut you up, and they put this uh, metallic band thing uh, in your st- in stomach pipe. Stomach pipe? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So it's in there now, and it's a it's a magnetic thing, and I can feel it moving when I <laughs> when I swallow food and that, and it's to stop acid reflux coming up. But it allows food to go down. <laughs> very, very, very clever stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've, I'm in recovery. Yeah, but the podcast goes on. And, you know, I can speak for a limited amount of times. Uh, you know, I just, I'm on codeine, so I'm a bit off my head. Uh, which is quite nice. Um, loads of paracetamols, codeine, loads of rest. Um... But it has given me time to just relax a bit. Um, you know, I'm off work. And it's just a nice bit of time to... Nice downtime. A lot of snoozing. Afternoon snoozing. And you've got to love an afternoon snooze. Um, so another week of rest ahead of me and see how I go from there, I suppose. But yeah, thanks for the lovely messages that I've received. Uh, wishing me all the best. People worry, don't they? Don't they? I put a, pay, a picture on Facebook with my gown on and that. People, people worry. Uh, so yeah, don't worry. I'm all good. On the mend. Um, very much on the mend. And it's giving me loads of opportunities to listen to tunes and crack on with the music side of things. Yeah, I've had a lot of help from the RGM team as well this week. Thanks, guys, for you know keeping things running, keeping all the socials going, and everything. Thank you. Um, I've been listening to loads of tunes. Loving the new Skinners, the Skinner Brothers EP. That's amazing. The Pagans new EP, Pagans S O H. That's great. 
Battery Farm, we've got a brand new single out. That's that's on RGM at the minute. So, so I've been dousing myself in, in new tunes. It's great. And of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we've got another guest for you this week on the podcast. We've got Tommy Cobbler. Yeah, Tommy's a really interesting guy. I had a really good chat with him. He's got a fear of pigeons, and he, <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that there. He's a grafter, uh, a Leicester lad. Um, just proper grafting to make this music career happen for himself. Um, just working so hard at it. He's brought out a documentary of his uh, time in Paris as well. That, that's well worth uh, a watch. I'll put all the links to his stuff in the description of this podcast too, so you can learn about Tommy. Um, it did, you know, the tone changed a little bit during the, the interview when, when we did discuss the loss of a bandmate, which uh, I didn't really know about. And uh, thanks to Tommy for opening up about it. And yeah, that's all coming up on the, the podcast. So yeah, you know, he supported Miles Kane. He's done loads of stuff. Um, was in the arcades. That band's no longer, you know, out. We talk about that. Really interesting guy. Really, really enjoyed the chat with him. I think you will too. Yeah, so um, what's been going on RGM then? Not much by me this week. You know, I've been chilling, recovering, I should say. Um, Thanks to everybody that tuned in for the podcast last week. The Scratch Record podcast, guys. I'm going to be on their show. It's nice to share the love into it and be on each other's podcast, I think. Yeah, looking forward to that. Before that, we had the Slow Readers Club, so, you know, I know a lot of people listen from that episode, so if you still hang here two shows on, thanks, guys. If you're brand new to the podcast, you're always welcome. I've just been making some flyers for this podcast to try and get it out a bit, you know, going old school, flyers and that. Um, and it, it, the RGM live gigs, I've been, I've made some banners with RGM on it, with branding and stuff, you know, people put around their arms and stuff. And I've put a QR code on it, and the QR code, I didn't know when when you make one of those QR codes online that it, it's only live for a certain period of time and you've got to pay like 40 quid a month for it to stay live. So I printed all these things off with this QR code that I'm not spending 40 quid a month on. Bollocks to that. So I'm on a mission this week while I'm in recovery to, to find out how to make a QR code when I don't have to sign up to a subscription. So that'll keep me busy. And I'm making some flyers for the podcast, advertising what we do to give out at gigs and stuff. Uh, and, I've, and I've been a little bit busy, you know, trying to think about what RGM Live's going to be like next year. I've booked the biggest gig, I'm not saying anything yet, for June next year, RGM Live. We're looking at new venues, we're looking at new, uh, a new way of rebranding the, the RGM Live experience. I'm bored, I, I need to spice it up a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in planning mode, I'm, I'm in thinking mode while I'm, while I'm recovering. Thinking. So, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I need to make a QR code this week. I need to think. Don't have a little think. Um, yeah, just you know, I'm just going to crack on. You know, I'll be back next week as always. This podcast is out every Monday. Thanks for joining us. If you're if you're here again, really appreciate it. If you're brand new, take a seat. The guest will be with you soon. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, so yeah, that's been me for another week. Um, I'm going to get off, and we're going to have some great chat with Tommy Cobbler. Leicester artist, geezer, really enjoyed speaking and getting to know the boy. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Cobbler. Hey up, mate. Help me, how are you doing? Yeah, sound mate, thank you. Thanks for joining us today, it's appreciated. I know you've just got, and I've just grabbed you as soon as you got back from work, so it's always appreciated joining nah, us. No, sound mate, I've, I got in about five minutes, I was like, yeah. right, got yeah. it on it, but yeah, we're all, we all made it safe. Typical musician, forgot all about it, uh, get, in your send, get your send in, in together five minutes into it, but you, you're here and ready to go. That's it. Mate, the last few shows I've been playing were like, yeah. last minute book it, like last minute uh, as in five hours notice and like three hour drive so i was just like right, right. okay so i've been in that headspace but we're all good man yeah man yeah yeah no it's good I've, I've been seeing your socials a lot online and i'm really impressed with how professional they all look uh, and how much effort it looks like you're putting into it you know you, you've got the clobber aren't you you're all about you know <laughs> you've, you've definitely got a good look about you and, and and the artwork stands out and it's made me want to get to know you a bit more so that's why we're here today <laughs> No, thank you, mate. You know what? I think that, you know, that's a big part of it, how it looks and the image mm. and stuff. And, um, but yeah, like, I mean, what you see is that is, that, that is how I dress, do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. how I, that's how I kind of am. But yeah, I guess like social media, you see all the pretty bits. You don't see, um, yeah. you don't see what I look like in the morning. <laughs> well, I can remember seeing you in real life at the opening as a, uh, opening of Jimmy's in Liverpool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm and it, that. And it was a quite a hot day, and you had the massive coat on that I've ever seen in my life. You got it, mate. You got rock it. Sweating. I know that was a uh, was that in Liverpool? Yeah, I remember that. that was a good night. That yeah, we had to go. We we came up. There's my bass player Jack that we went to that do with, mm. and we left at like three in the morning or something. I'd yeah. work at five, and I was yeah. like, you know, like when you just when you just like, what am I doing? But. It was a good night. It, it was, was a good night. night. There were loads of people like from, because I was living in Manchester at the time and I went over to Liverpool for it just to see yeah. what it's all about. It's always nice to see a new venue out there in the world. Um, and yeah, Red Run Club were there, loads of other people in the community. It was just a good night, weren't it? Just everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. And it was just before the world went to shit, really. It was quite nice. That's it, man. Yeah. I remember the, uh, I don't know his name, but the lad from Red Run, he, uh, Trumpet player was on the bar playing. Um, <laughs> I think it was Jungle, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Austin, big tune, Busy Earn It. Was playing that. And I was like, that's uh, just as I walked in. And the felt the fur coat, it, it felt right. It was yeah. my mum's fur coat as well. I oh, stole go it. Yeah. Got into trouble for that. Oh, you, what, you but, sold it for are you, your mum's and you've sold it? No, I, I said I stole it. Oh, you stole it? Oh, like, okay. Mum, I'm going to wear that new jacket of yours. She went, no, you're not. Then uh, she got a text like that. You've taken it, haven't you? I was like, it's in Liverpool. <laughs> it's on back. I'm on did, the bar. Did it come back stinking of ale and all? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, okay. I have no idea where it is now. I'm still in trouble for that now. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, um, at the time, you were in a band at the time, and I know you're, you're kind of doing a, your solo thing now as well. So so the band was or is Arcades. Talk us through what what went on or what's going on with that older project yeah so that was um <laughs> that was like nearly 10 years of my life mm. in that band um and then just before same band same people with just a different name when we started out mm. when we were like really young like 14 15 i think it was and um yeah it would have been about 14 i think mm. and um yeah so you know it was a, that was a lot of learning in that band and you know what we went we went through like a lot of heavy periods mm. Um, you know, like we learned a lot. We had a band member passed away in the bands. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like really early on into our like kind of journey with it. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, like we went through the mill, but we stuck together and we did, you know, we did some really good shows. We sold out some great little venues and stuff. And then we had balls about us, man. And we were really yeah. young and it was, it was such a beautiful time in my life. And I, yeah, I think about those times a lot. Um, but yeah, like kind of over the lockdown, we, uh, we kind of moved in together mm-hmm. and it was only about a year two and a half after Matt passed away. And because it kind of happened in a really horrible way mm. and a few of the band members and that they were there when it happened, it, that after that, it was like we went full on like playing shows and stuff. I don't really think we had much time to kind of like grieve or like yeah. kind of just realise what had happened. We've been like in a whirlwind. And then when that lockdown happened, we were in the same house together and we really tried to make it work. It just, it just kind of came to a natural end, but mm. not in a... You know, like no one fell out or anything. You know, what I mean, we kind of got over that very, very quickly with stuff like that. So, but yeah, um, it kind, of, yeah, just kind of it's came to end. a natural end. And this, this thing that I'm doing now came to its natural beginning. And I spent hours upon hours just sitting on my own writing songs mm-hmm. and kind of really like my voice changed a hell of a lot. How I wrote songs changed, and well, not how I wrote them, but what I was writing and kind of the the feeling of stuff and the vibe of it it just all kind of really changed and it's everything was really natural in that in that space but it was like uh it was a it was hard letting go i found that um because it was all i kind of knew do you know what i mean like being in the band with your mates you know tour with your mates you yeah. know everyone making the decisions and now it's just me and my todd really yeah sure so we're, we're going to come into the solo stuff but i just wanted to go back before arcade really and just find out yeah. what you were like before that so when did you i always ask this question because i just find it fascinating when did you realize that music was going to be a thing for you to um to take on and uh, and grab by the bollocks and have a go well so when it when i first started um when music like really hit me mm. it was when i was about seven or eight years old and i was on a holiday and obviously when you're on holiday with your family and stuff, it's great when you're, when you're young in the day, but at night they're all drinking. So you just plonked yeah. in front of the telly or wherever you are. I don't know whether we were like a caravan holiday or something. Pop and crisps and it was like, outside. Hey? Pop and crisps on side for you. That's it. Pop and crisps. And uh, I don't know why, but I'll like press the button on the thing and the, the Beatles came on the uh, telly and there was like this documentary about the Beatles. And I was like yeah. seven years old and I just watched the whole thing. And it was the clothes and the music and the way the hair looked and everything. I just like, oh, I want to do that. For ages, I used to think I was John Lennon. So like on non-uniform day, there's an eight-year-old version of me going into school with a, like, we went to the charity shops and got me like a a black suit, like from a charity shop that would fit me. And I wore like my nan's sandals. So I was like (laughs) going through a couple of the Beatles eras in one outfit. So yeah, I got my head kicked in a few times at school for that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, but then after that, it wasn't, it didn't want, I didn't, I didn't like go, oh, I want to be in a band. I just yeah. loved the look, I yeah. guess, and the music. And then fast forward a few years, I was, um, my dad took me boxing when I was at school because mm. I was getting picked on a bit. Yeah. And um, so I went boxing for a few years and that's what I, I did for a bit. And I liked it. And then I kind of fell out of love with that quickly. And I was on the bus on uh, on the 84. And my mates, a couple of my mates were talking about music. And I, I always listened to music and I was, I was bang into it. But I just never never clicked to, to start it. And uh, I just quit boxing. 
and they were talking on the bus about making a band and I just without thinking without even being able to sing didn't even know if I could and I just went yeah I'll be the singer like that but yeah, so guitars don't hit as don't hurt as much as punching in the face. So <laughs> I kind of quickly fell in sure. love with it, and then yeah, just as after a first rehearsal, it sounds like it sounds like oh yeah, you're just saying that. But I I was that obsessed, and I still am. Like I was, I'm obsessed with it now. So where so, did you grow up? Whereabouts in the world was it that you grew up? Leicester. I'm oh, still Leicester. in Leicester. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So little village outside of Leicester. Yeah. Sure. So um, I, I yeah taught me through what living in a little village in Leicester was like? Well, musically, I'm quite lucky because the, well, the village I'm in now is where Kasabian all mm. grew up. Like, um, lead singer grew up, literally, my house is here, two doors down, do you know what mm. I mean? Like, proper, proper close, everyone knows Kasabian and all that yeah. kind of thing. And, um, oh, sorry, I think my thing's just gone off. Can you see me? There we go. Back. Yeah, so, um, so that's always been a thing. Like watching, like obviously they started when in '97, I think it was at Syracuse. Yeah. That's when I was born. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've always been like around that, and they've always been in the pubs and stuff because they're very local lads. So that was like pretty cool. But yeah, Leicester, like it's all right. There's not much of a music scene that there used to be mm. when I was about 16. But yeah, it's like kind of a, it's a, only in recent years since like City have won the league and. Uh, Kasabian have got like, so as useless as they are and then finding King Richard the mm. third in a car park yeah. kind of put it on the map a bit so we've got <laughs> a few more swanky bars but it's all right is, it's the, quite a little place, is the garage so. still there is it is it the garage or the shed the garage is it the oh shed? the shed yeah the yeah. shed's there yeah. it's changed hands there? a few times but yeah, it's okay. uh done some gigs in there like some of the early gigs were in the shed I, I've played there to one person that came with us on the coach in our band to watch it <laughs> great great little venue but you know is when you try and get because i was from sheffield at the time uh in yeah. my band so it, you know it, it's great to what an adventure it is to go to a different city and even eat look looking back on it there were nobody there but it was still fun to play uh, a new place and be in leicester yeah that's it man I, I've, I've played a few gigs there so it's one of them you stick to the floor yeah but, it, but yeah you know i did a lot, lot of my learning uh gigs were in there mm. like do you know what i mean like first really early gigs where you you have no, you don't even know how to plug your guitar in. So, but yeah, I remember like the first gigs, like kind of going, going to a different city mm. and like taking a few of your mates and stuff. And it is a proper buzz, isn't it? It's, it's so like, what, what's going on? Yeah. I remember the first like London gig, and it's like, oh, we're in London. Like, we had we had a gig, in, we had a gig in Liverpool once, traveling from Sheffield, and then uh, the the train got stopped in Stockport somewhere. I think Hazel Grove, and they said you have to get on a bus. So we're just like, oh shit, what's going on here? Oh well, we'll just have a few beers, crack on, and you know, we were a bit late to the cavern where we were playing, and it was just like, it, it just it always seems to work out, doesn't it? Whatever kind of like mayhem's going on around you, it kind of just sorts itself out somehow, doesn't it? Mate, with the, there's some stories that like, <laughs> well, this is what it's yeah, all about. <laughs> hey, uh, that's what it's all about. Some recent stories when we went to Paris was. Probably one of those crazy trips. I've, I've just, just watched your YouTube documentary of that, so we'll come to that in a bit, mate. The Paris one. I've watched that this morning. Uh, it looked, it looked, it looked class. But you know, like, it, it, like when you just started off with the band, talk us through some of the scrapes that you might have got into uh, early days. We'll come to Paris in a bit. We were just, just dead cheeky. Like I think yeah. we still are. Like it just, like we weren't bad lads or like getting into drugs or anything. We were just cheeky and just. I, I'll tell you what. I think I'm a magnet 
for like village idiots. Because <laughs> okay. every time we get out the van, like the village crackhead or the village idiot will <laughs> yeah. just come and just get in the van with us, and we're like, we're our best mates with him, yeah. or whoever it is. But yeah, yeah like early days, just you probably don't want to know. It's some weird stuff we've done. Do. <laughs> you know, I do. Um, I really want to know. And, and the people listening to this want to know, and all, mate, come on. I'm just trying to find the cleanest Just one. What? Remind me of something. Remind me. That's clean. Ish. Cardiff he, Oh yeah, this guy. Um, <laughs> one of the one the magnet was on this day. So if I let you get out of the van, this this guy is in one of the arcades tour diaries, and it's on. Um, it was when we went to Wales or something like that. So it's on YouTube, and this get this fella's in it. And uh, he just comes up and he's just like grabbing us around the neck, like probably yanking <laughs> us like that. And he starts doing this like yodeling, like right in my face. And I'm like, I'm a bit scared, but I'm thinking I can't back away. So I was like, oh, yes, mate, how are you? And he's going, here, boy! <laughs> like this shouting. And it just wouldn't let go of the neck. So he's like latching onto me. And um, anyway, we... we <laughs> He kind of just walks off and he kind of does like a big, like, Freddie Mercury, like, I'm out of it. <laughs> anyway, we go in and play the gig and we come out. And as we come out, there's about six coppers got him on the floor, like, <laughs> holding him on the floor, just batting him or something. And he's just being arrested because he's tried to, like, attack everyone in the okay. queue outside. And we're just like that. <laughs> I was like, that's why he was headlocking me. He's going to kill me. Oh, but. But everything works its way out. It's something. Everything just seems to sort itself out most of the time. I think, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, we've been chased down the street a few times for <laughs> not paying bills and stuff in cafes and that. <laughs> okay. Port pie, uh, port pie, nicking pot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We did, there was a, there was an obsession at one time, just chucking stuff out of the window, at, okay. like just slightly missing people. <laughs> just I don't know what, like champagne bottles and stuff. It's not good. It's not good, but. And then, oh, there was this one time, this is funny, this is funny. I'm, um, so my mate were driving the van and I'm in the front and I'm kind of like trying to get a little bit of shut eye because we'd had the gig before, like been on it, like, and I was like, I'm knackered. So I'm going to get some kip and I'm leaning on the van like this. Anyway, in the back, there's like curtains here, but there's like a little hole so you can talk. If you they shut the curtains because... Some of us like, oh, yeah, we're going to black it out so we can go sleep. Anyway, we're in this traffic jam and we're just getting into like Highgate kind of area. And uh, we're in this traffic jam. And anyway, like, <laughs> I just hear the lads going, Whoa! like they're banging on the thing. And I'm like, shut up, will you? And uh, anyway, next minute, I'm like, like, you know, I'm lying here on the amp on the thing. And I've gone like that because some bloke's just opened the door. He's like, yo, bro, that's indecent exposure. I'm like, shut, shut out, mate. What are you on? And he's like, that. Oh, you mean to knock you out? And I was like, oh, what? what? I was like, drive, drive. <laughs> anyway, turn around. They're all naked and they're all fucking like, flashing it. <laughs> I love band um, stories and how and how daft and silly you all stupid little mm-hmm. boys are. I think it's great. <laughs> I, I nearly got a black eye for that. But <laughs> the guy, that, the the lad that did it, he got his. Uh, <laughs> he got. <laughs> You've seen the Paris thing. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to that. So uh, that is one of the questions I've got actually. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So gr- growing up in Leicester, then you know, uh, just having it as the band, just enjoying life, 
cracking on, yeah. having fun, doing everything that young bands do. Um, just is is the uh, aura of Kasabian still around Leicester at the minute? You know, because sometimes when a big band comes out of a a place that's not really been known as prolific for music, has, has it kind of had a a good influence on the city, or has it kind of held it back a little bit? Do you get a lot of like Kasabian bands like a, trying to do a similar kind of thing, or is it more diverse <coughs> than that? I, I don't really know the Leicester scene too well. I'm just interested to know. Yeah, I mean, like 16, 17-year-old, when I was when we were doing the scene then, there was mm. loads of bands. And there was a, like a little Leicester sound. I mean, there was mm. a, um, my mate's cousin band, there's a band called Little Night Terrors, and they had like a bit of that, the same genre like mm. us, like when we were that, you, when we were young, like that, it had a big influence, I guess. Um, and then there's that, there that kind of surfiness about it. But now there's like not so much now. Like you got Easy Life, mm-hmm. they're smashing it, and Mahalia, um, and Kasabian. And then there isn't like I'm not sure. I'm not. There isn't that many bands now, mm-hmm. and it's it's such a sad thing because like a couple of the venues have closed. There was a great venue that. I did all my growing up in and all my drinking and stuff like that before I was allowed to drink uh, called The Cookie. And that was like, I've seen so many bands there, like Royal Blood have played there, Blossoms, like everyone's played there. It was like our kind of, you know, there's a, there was a famous venue in Leicester, which is now a supermarket called The Charlotte. It's like, I think Radiohead got signed there, Oasis, Blur, like, all played there. Do you know what I mean? It went through and The Cookie was like our one. So it was like, who we kind of go, oh, they're massive now. So, but yeah, like, there used to be a few years ago and it was like, it was really good. You had this uh, made festival and stuff like that. And all the local bands would play They'd like, there'd always be a local band kind of selling out the cookie. And it was like, that was the meeting place. Mm. Um, so, and that, that closed in the lockdown, which was like, mm. it was, it's like heartbreak that was, yeah. cause that place is like a marriage, mm. but um, yeah, not so much now. Like I was, I'm finding myself, more into Birmingham or Manchester or London, mm. you know, like if I'm going out or watching the bands, I'm hanging out mostly London and Manchester now. Nice. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit sad, but you know, you know, hopefully there'll be some more bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what kind of, well, I think looking at how the political climate is, it's perfect. It's mm. a perfect storm for, <laughs> to give a new generation a voice out there. You, you, you see it, don't you? It comes in waves, bands come in waves like, you know, the punk movement, yeah. and then it moved on to loads of different genres come out of times when people are sick of the politicians, they're sick of being lied to, they're sick of the, how how expensive everything is. And, you know, you just have to look around the news just to see that every time you turn the news on, you feel like you've been shouted at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even, even with a recent heat wave, when you used to watch the news, they used to, a heat wave used to be a good thing. Used to, they used to like, yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going to go out and about. We're going to go to the country. We're going to go to the seaside, whatever. But now it just feels like you're just being shouted at for anything. Yeah, and, get that hose pipe off. Yeah, to, yeah, just everything. Just like, stop doing this, stop doing that. You know, you're doing that wrong. Sitting in your little paddling pool. Your dad's yeah. in your paddling pool. That's too small for him. Legs out, Stella. <laughs> but it, it feels like a perfect breeding ground for for kids that are pissed off to 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 channel those frustrations and, and crack on into music. It, it feels like it's like a vibe for me yeah it does yeah i feel like there's 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 i think in the next year or so you're gonna see a lot of new bands a lot mm. of really good 
songs with a lot of bollocks about them, yeah. do you know what I mean? And they're saying something, do you know what I mean? Even if it's not as political, like I've never really been too political. Yeah. But like I do drop bits in there, especially with like newer stuff and I do drop little bits in there, but I've never been like um like that punk political kind of yeah kind of guy. But I do love that kind of stuff as well. So but yeah, I think I think there will be in the next year or so. I think there'll be something else new and hopefully a cluster of bands that come and just blow it up again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I hope so. like, you know. like let's let's hope. Uh, what, what, <laughs> yeah, definitely. What's what kind of support is available for artists in Leicester at the minute? So, you know, is there any kind of support out there at the minute for artists looking to progress in the music industry around Leicester? Just, again, yeah, not not since the lockdown, not much. Like mm. it's, there used to be a hell of a lot more. Put it that way, um, more like local festivals and stuff. But mm. you know, there is there's a few promoters in the city that you know are trying to you know keep the keep the flame alight and stuff like that. And I think you know, hopefully in the next few months they'll get back on their feet. You know, like there's not a lot of funding and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And a lot of it, I think a lot of it is to do with money. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they can't want to put on these big events but the thing about Leicester is as great as it is it's also overlooked sometimes because you've got Birmingham just next door and Nottingham yeah. and a lot of the big bands go there so a lot, there's a lot more traffic over there do you know what I mean mm. so like we're only a little little city in between so but you know saying that you know the, I've done a lot of good support gigs and stuff in Leicester at the O2 so my mate works there so there's I got a little bit of a way in and stuff, and he's very supportive of the local bands when they're coming up and there's you know, fresh new stuff. But like I said, there hasn't been many new bands coming through, which is yeah, you know, that's what I'm rooting for, really. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep an eye out on the Leicester scene. There's got to be, there's got to be some kids. Yeah. There's got to be something brewing somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be a load of brass players because I'm looking for a new sax player. Oh, okay. Well, a sax player. I've got a trumpet player. I'm looking for a sax player. So. There we go. You're out there. Give there we go. There we go. Good, good. Uh, so, yeah, but I've been, I was really impressed and spotted your now solo work. So how was yeah. it moving from being in a band and having those guys behind you to being more, uh, you know, just Tommy? How, <laughs> yeah, how did it that was, um, Say again. How did you, how, how was the transition for you personally? It was, um, so like at the start, it was it was hard because I was like, I don't know what, what to do. And I didn't have a lot of self-confidence at that time. Mm. Um, so it was like a big learning curve. But like I've kind of been in that situation before where everything's got thrown up in the air. Like I said, my mate passing away and stuff like oh, that's who I started music with. Yeah. Um, so I'd kind of been in, I've been in a worse position, if you know what I mean, like a worse headspace and that. Yeah. So, and I just cracked on. I was just like, right, well, for me, this is what I want to do. It is what I what I do, and it is who I am. Mm. Um, so, I just started writing loads of songs. I spent so much time just with my acoustic guitar at the kitchen table at my mum's house and stuff, and just yeah, just you know, on my own, really going for it and listening to a lot of new music and a, well, a lot of older music that I'd not heard before, and mm. kind of getting ideas. And you know what? Having this, uh, I got, um, so I was going to carry on arcades um, and just like get a few, you know, change it up, but carry on with the name. But um, I started working with a producer called Gavin Monaghan and he I've, was the I've one. I've had him on the podcast, was, lovely man. 
Have you had Gavin? I've had him on Yamaha. He's a legend, isn't yeah, he? Class, I yeah. call it. He's the Wizard of Wolverhampton, as <laughs> yeah. I call him. Um, yeah, but he he was like, you know what? I think you should be a solo artist. He's like, I think you you've got everything. He was like really encouraging about it. He's like, I think you've got what it takes to do it on your own. I could see it happening for you. So just bring in your tunes, and you know, let's let's start going for it. And I was just yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. And I went in. I went in with like an album's worth of songs and recorded them all. And that's how I met some of the lads in the band and stuff. Um, I'd like live string players, horn players, um, gospel singer. She, that features on all the tra- tracks. Um, so like Ash from the Twang, um, he's a drummer in the Twang and he came down and like, we just, we're like best mates now. Do you know what I mean? Cause he played on a couple of the tunes and you know, you just really get on with someone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like clicks like that. That's how it was for me and him. And we started writing tunes and my first single alive, um, I showed it him on an acoustic guitar. And it's this, so me and my missus just moved into our first house and I wrote it on this, this sofa where I'm sitting now. And I sat down and I was just like, and it just come out like one of them tunes, like 10 minutes. And I showed it him and he just kind of put the last finishing touches on it. And we had a, and then we recorded that the week later. And I was like, that's the first single, hands down. Hmm. Um, so he's been coming on the road with us and stuff. Um, and there's a lad called Charlie Cole uh, from Manchester. He's in a band called Cashmere. And he kind of went through a similar thing just after the lockdown. Like the band kind of came to an end. Mm. And we were talking about clothes and stuff. And then he was like, well, I like clothes and guitars. I can play guitar for you. And I was like, ah, sweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then he got like Jack, the bass player. He was in arcades. He stuck with me. I like called Tobias from London. He's uh, playing drums. And then... Yeah, just trying to put the finishing touches on it, really, because I've got. I've been started to work with some other producers um, in the last few months, but the stuff I've done with Gav, there's a lot of horn sections that uh, Ash has built up. So we're looking for another horn player and uh, someone to just come and like be a backing vocalist and stuff. But it's been really nice. It's like building the team and stuff, and I've, I've just got a manager as well, and so like I got a nice team that really support me, and all the lads are like, they're really for this this thing and stuff mm. and they're like so it's like i'm a solo artist and i'm you know i'm doing all the tunes and i'm making the decisions but i feel like i'm in a band and i feel like i'm in yeah. the gang again you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's at the start it was like a little bit overwhelming but like i'm really loving it now sure do you feel like you're doing it for matt in a way in any way you know what i used to and i think that would maybe be the downfall of the end of arcades was like, I sometimes listen back to the recordings of like how I was singing. I was kind of really pouring my heart out into it. And I kind of like, even the way I was kind of behaving as well outside of music, I was like, it really upset me. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, I, Matt and my, uh, Matt's mum and my mum grew up together at school. And uh, he was born like 10 days before me. And like the first time I met was like, uh, babies and you know, I don't remember but like so for me that was like losing my brother yeah. and then obviously spending like, when you're in a band like you're, you're together all the time it's like it's even more of yeah. whatever that thing is so yeah I found it incredibly tough and I didn't I've only just realized recently how tough I found it and I think arcades I think the um, as much as we wanted to we like want to take over the world kind of attitude we were like yeah, I think there was an element of like with, you know, we, yeah, some a bit of that kind of we're doing it for Matt and they're kind of not thinking about it. So, but now like 
you know, like now I always think about him and there's bits in the songs that, you know, are about him or for him and stuff, but um, not as much as like how it was yeah. in the early stages of what after it happened, if you know what I mean. To get one saying. Yeah, sure. So is, is it is it something you can talk about how it happened or would you prefer not to? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. be, I don't, no, no, I, that's I don't fine, want to step, um, step on anybody's shoe. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, let me just rearrange. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it's fine. I could, um so like it was after our first tour, we put it on ourselves and uh, we played in Paris. So we were like buzzing. We come back and we were driving the van ourselves and stuff like that. Sharing it between me, Jack and Matt. And um, yeah, we, we came back and we played a gig at the Castle in Manchester, which I've recently played. And it's always quite an emotional one going back there because it was like the last gig we did with him. And um, yeah, we, he, it was his turn to drive the van. And... After the show is like mint and we were buzzing, we we're like first tour. I mean, we just booked like the second one, ready to go in two weeks. Like we were, we were on it, mm-hmm. and um, he had asthma, so we all thought he had. This was to do with his asthma. And he went, we'd loaded the the van, and he's not drinking or anything like that because he's driving. And he's like, my chest is really tight, lads. And he goes, I think the asthma. So he's had his inhaler and stuff. Anyway, we had to stop on the way back because he was like, it was killing him do you know what I mean like really hurting him and um we got back and that that for me this is I'm I'm glad that I wasn't there but I kind of wish I was as well so the lads didn't have to experience it on their own but like the last memory I ever was just hugging him and saying like give him a kiss on the cheek got a bit drunk and I said I love you man it's been great I'll see you tomorrow morning um and then yeah by the the next day he went to the hospital in the morning at his chest and they said no you're a young fit healthy young lad there's nothing wrong with you um if you get a bit of pain so paracetamol it's growing pains like 20 years old and uh yeah he's gone back and so he'd lived with um, one of my best mates ollie um and my other mate ricky who were with him at the time and they were all going to go out and uh he's come out his room and just collapsed in, in front of them so they, they got him in the car taking him to the hospital which is like from where they live, which is like a two-minute drive. And uh, I think he's, you know, he. by the time they got to the hospital, he died in the car and is in Ollie's arms and stuff. So, like, I can't imagine how that would have been for them. Like, and obviously, it's, it's devastating. Do you know what I mean? And then I remember getting the, the call just to come over and tell me over the phone. I knew something was wrong. And I didn't know, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know he'd been to hospital or anything. Um, and we went to I went to the house and the toilet was just like I've never been so upset in my life do you know what I mean like we all were and it just yeah it took a while and it's just like it's a mad thing isn't it do you know what I mean like yeah and that's the first loss I've ever had in my life do you know what I mean it's like that close to home and kind of how it's happened it was like it was crazy and then as it was weird because it was just like within a few hours it was on the front page of the paper and it was all over Facebook and it was just so overwhelming. Like loads of people would know about it. And I don't, because of the paper that was on the radio and it was just like, fuck, this is intense and intense times, man. I can, I can imagine. And just from me personally, really sorry about your loss, mate. No, that's, that's, you know, listen, man, it's, we, now after that, like we found out he had an underlying heart condition. Mm. And since then we, uh, we were like, well, what could we do like when we because we wanted to carry on the band obviously after we had quite a few months of just mm. like trying to get over it and uh 
when we started, we were like, well, we're going to do the gigs. We used to give all the percentage of each ticket and stuff to the to this charity called Cry, mm. which is Cardiac Risk in the Young. And uh, we had to raise 10 grand, I think. And we did it quite uh, well. We did it before the lockdown. And it just happened after the lockdown. With loads of screenings in Leicester. And the Leicester City Ground put it on. And um, like like a few hundred thousand people when it came to get their screenings like for young kids and stuff. Mm. And like we all had one. And that that felt like a like a uh, achievement in a way, like to kind of, you know, like do something about yeah, well, it mate. in our little way and stuff. But like even at the at the funeral and stuff, there's, there was like nearly a thousand people at his funeral. The whole his mum is the works at Leicester City, mm. and the whole first team turned up. A couple of past managers, all and the youth team, like they all turned like Vardy. Everyone was mm. in the in the um, in the church, like so many people come to his funeral and stuff and we carried him in and we buried him and stuff like that. It was mad time, man. Yeah. mad time. And that's coming up for nearly five years next year. Yeah. Sorry, mate. So, and, um, yeah, you mentioned you carried on with the band and, um, yeah. did, you know, did lockdown come at a good time for you to just take a break before <laughs> yeah, moving think, on? Yeah. Cause we, we done, so we recorded this EP called Religion, yeah. and uh, we just—I mean, financially it didn't because we just <laughs> yes, paid loads of money to get load of vinyl. Yeah. In my downstairs cupboard here, if you want one, I've got a thousand of them, <laughs> and they're just like piled up. And they come on the first day of the lockdown, not not and it's like that. Your vinyl's here. I was like that. Yeah. Send it back. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, looking back and kind of being in this position now, and everyone like even the lads that are not doing music anymore that decided mm. that they wanted to hang up their gloves, they're in a really good place and they're happy. And we've, you know, been to the pub a few times and, you know, I've been get, everyone's getting on in the way they want to, you know, yeah, they nice. want to get on. So yeah, it, it I think it did, to be honest, like come at the right time and a lot of change, you know what I mean? I met my missus just before that and yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot happened. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. So just moving on to, your solo stuff then i've been checking all your socials online and as i said right at the beginning of the podcast straight away the the striking images that you use and and even the latest ones when you're in the field with your car that looks like it's going to be something special that you've been filming uh, uh, just yeah. like just like the, the the image is great and looking back at your earlier stuff as a soloist even when uh we covered your your latest your single when you're in your suit and it's like a pinky background type thing um you know it, it iconic pictures mate just talk us through where where that um, professionalism comes from to to do the best you can. The missus who's sitting over there, so well, then, she's the talented one with the uh, she's got the eye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's uh, yeah, she, that's how we met. She, we were on tour and stuff uh, with arcades, and she was taking photos, and she just fell head over heels for me, and I was like, "Listen, look, <laughs> they're queuing up. Back off." There we go. She's Stick her on. She, let, her, let her reply, mate. Let her reply. Stick her on. <laughs> no, okay, okay. You don't like being on this side of the <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> don't listen to what he says. Yeah, I wear the trousers. Yes, okay. and uh, I, bet, anyway, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we like, yeah, yeah. So we. I mean, that's how we kind of like. I mean, me and Chloe mm. like really into art and how the way things look, and mm. obviously I'm really into clothes and stuff, and. Yeah, well, a lot of that actually came in the lockdown. That that photo was taken in the house that we were renting with the rest of the lads. Mm. She bought like a little studio, like backdrop and stuff. 
and um that chair and that was from my practice mm. room got my feet up on it now still not gone back to the practice room mm. but um the uh yeah so we just did like we did a lot of that we do it all ourselves you know what i mean like and like recently bought like we bought a fish eye lens and we've mm. been having some fun with that um but yeah like you know like i love the way album covers and stuff looks do you know what i mean i think if it if it's going to strike you do you know what i mean like and, yeah, I think that's such an important thing because at the end of the day, no one's got an attention span anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, yourself, probably like you flick through your phone or yeah. Instagram. It's like, if it's not eye-catching or anything like that, how's it, how's it going to stop you and go, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, that, she's the talented one with the camera. I just sit in front of it. <laughs> Even your music videos, you can tell you, you're telling a story with your videos. The one that, I forget the name of it now, because I've, I've watched that many videos of you today, just researching a little bit. What's the one when uh, there's a lass sat on a park and she sees you on a phone? Uh, uh, and uninvited then, yeah, attention. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and then, and then you're chased all around the city and that kind of stuff. It, you know, it, it's very well shot. That, that, Chloe did that, and that's the first music video she's ever done. Mm. Like, we... We planned that for quite a while. We so the song is about social media mm-hmm. and kind of because, like, obviously I know it's a tool and you've got to use it as a music. Every musician's like, how's your, you know, is it up to date every day and like the algorithms and all that stuff. It's it's head doing, but you have to get your head around it. But at the same I, time, I can't get my head around algorithms. I don't get it. So I, I, don't, I don't know I what the fuck. I don't this getting on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I've only, I've only just cracked four four. Never know yes. the algorithm. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, so yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so it's about yeah. uh, social media. How like it kind of just affect like mm. you know like so a lot of people like even like from family and stuff. And like my younger sister, like she says, you just see like these Facebook arguments and stuff. Like people yeah. just at each other all the at each other's throats. So we kind of wanted to like followers like kind of wanted to make them like actual people following in the street so we, yeah that that um that's chloe's mate ellie and uh she's uh she's an actress or she wants to be an actress and she's just studying for it all now and she's doing really well bless her and that uh so we asked her to be in the video and then we just put like a it's like an advert wasn't it chloe? like on this on this thing for loads of extras mm-hmm. and there's only about 10 people said they were going to come and about 100 come mm-hmm. and i got them running around and it was all in bath all shot in bath we started like six in the morning finished at like 10 at night or something mm-hmm. and we just shot it all around there um and this lad called tim walter is a band he's a drummer in a band called the family rain he helped us out with it and it was a really good day man we had, we had a lot of fun with that and um like a lot of the local businesses and shops and mm-hmm. little bits where we went in and stuff they let us used to like there's a bit in the record store and that in the market and so it was a class day man but um i'm really happy with that so how, how did the, the ideas for it all come up is that is that from the missus or like for, for these things that like it just 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 the recent one that we've seen that year that you're teasing at the minute with the picture of the car ah uh, that one so that um, so, the, so the music, yeah go on. with the car yeah yeah that's yeah. uh that's for the next single mm. um and that is my hairdresser's car. Okay. Um, and we needed to get the artwork done. And he was cutting my hair and he just bought this. Is it? It's a golf clipper, isn't it? 80s or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, he's come around and I was like, mate, can you be in the music video? And I was, well, I don't know why, but all hairdressers, they're mental. Like he's absolutely <laughs> yeah. nuts. And I love him. Dino, big shout out to Dino. He's like, get up there. And it's, that's in me. Um, so my uncle is a farmer. And that's in this field. Okay. And when you see the artwork and when it comes out and that, 
Yeah, you can send this field. We did it on the hottest day of the year. We, we broke down as well in the other car. And uh, but if you zoom in, it's like you can see the uncle's cows in the back. Stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, just just from from the idea for that is uh, he just pulled up in a really cool car. Just like yeah. that's sick. That could be on a music like you know what I mean. So I think we're going to do the music videos with it as well. We're just planning all that at the moment. It takes a lot of planning with these singles and stuff and dropping at the right moment and that. But yeah, so it, that's going to be. I'm really excited for like people to see that. You know what I mean? The planning side of it fascinates me because there's a lot of bands still out there that just think, "Oh, I've recorded it. I'll just quickly knock something up on my computer. That's a single cover. Right, it's out." <laughs> a lot of people are still yeah. doing that, but th- that that looks that feels like it's the furthest away from what you want to do with your brand. Definitely, man. You, do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people think I'm signed, so this is like. You know, because yeah. a, a lot of people see on social media and go, oh, it's, it's great. They, they look at what they're doing and stuff. It's great. But I work on a building site, man. Yeah. Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., I'm up and I'm working, you know. and But, like, it does take a lot of planning. I'm funding it all myself. So I don't want to put out a tune that's, like, wasted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've got to start somewhere. So, like, with Alive and stuff, there was a lot of planning with, okay, we're going to put out, we're going to do these shows, we're going to do this on social media and stuff. And it's only gradually got more. And I think... With the next one, it will be much more like detailed, I guess, the the way it comes out. But we've got a lot more people helping me now. But um, yeah, I think it's important. You know, mm. the way you know the way you put it out is as is as important as writing it and recording it. You know, what I mean, like if mm. when you write when you record it, you wouldn't just settle for second best. Do you know what I mean? So mm. you want it to go out in the in the right way in the best way possible. You know what I mean, you want to reach the most amount of people and get it in front of people's faces and ears, you know what I mean? Such great advice for, you know, if you're in a young band listening to this now and, you, and, and you've done that where, you know, you probably will do it on your first single because you don't know what you're doing, but just look around at, you know, the people that have been in around the industry that know what they're doing, like you, Tommy, mate. You know, just, t- t- just take a bit of time and pride of what you're doing. Don't just stick it out and then three days later, everybody's forgot about it. What's the point? That's it. People's attention stand again, like, yeah. why... Why should someone listen to your single or why should someone follow you on Instagram? What's so special about you? It's like, tell them. Do you know what I mean? Sell it to them. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no one's going to ask you. Do you know what I mean? And I've yeah. noticed that being a solo artist now, no one's bothered. Do you know what I mean? No one's mm. bothered until they're bothered. And the yeah. industry is such a, it can be such a dark, selfish place. Do you yeah. know what I mean, there's lots of promoters that are going to rip you off and not pay you and stuff like that. I've had it so many, you know, I've learned because it's happened to me. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. so many times. And it's like, there becomes a point where you just go, well, no, I'm not doing it like that. You know, you've got bills to pay and stuff like that. So it's like when you spend a couple of grand on a tune, like recording it, and you've got to, you got to put it out, you got to do your artwork and stuff. It's like, well, if you spend all that money and all that time and all that effort and then your band's going to be shit like playing that song live, don't just put it on YouTube or put it on Spotify. Yeah. And just no one's going to know. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone's at it. Everyone's at this game. So, you know, everyone's trying to be the next Beatles or whatever you want. So you've got to sell yourself. You've, you've hit the nail on the head there. A lot of people contact me because they're RGM and stuff. And yeah. I can't put a number on how many people have sent a DM just with a fucking Spotify link and expect a reply from it. <laughs> the, 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 I can't reply to that. What, so they've just sent you a Spotify? Gone, yeah, listen Spotify. to this. Spotify link, that's it. So it, it's from somebody I don't know. They've got like 15 followers or something. I'm just like, I, I do have a nosy. I'm, I'm naturally curious and nosy. So I do I do sometimes check them out. But 
yeah. and I do and I do sometimes listen to the tune, but there's so many people making more of an effort than that that are contacting me. So that for me, they're at the front of the door over somebody that's just spamming you just with a link. So that's I, it. I, like yeah. you, yeah, you want to feel like they want that they, they want your um, input. Do you know what I mean, yeah. like you're gonna send your press release, your bio, and mm. you know your photos and everything. Everything matters. Do you know what yeah. I mean, it's not just like oh, I'll just give them that, and it's that's a you know. It's, it's either naive or arrogance. I mean, I'll just send that because it's good enough or yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, but you know, there's, there's people out there that will guide you and stuff, but mm. you know, you've got to earn, you've got to earn that kind of respect and that kind of, you know, there's, there's li- little ranks and stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You've got to get a, get up there and, but yeah, you've just got, you got to sell yourself. Properly. If somebody sells, sends me a picture, like your new single with your artwork, I'm going to be all over that and wanting to cover it because I can see how much effort you made to it rather than just somebody saying, hi, this tune's a banger. This is a link. Can you help me out? It's yeah, just yeah. obvious, isn't it? So, it, it, But bands still need to learn. It, you mentioned something there that nobody's bothered until they're bothered. But that's right. The, naive, the, the naivety of bands sometimes to think that people are going to be bothered about you is um out of control is not the right way to to word it uh is is not proportionate it's proportionate to the talent in a way really i don't really know what i'm trying to say i know what you mean that there's that promoters and stuff they don't care whether you're you know they might go oh you got a gig in london it's like we're not going to pay you but we'll give you some beers but you want to bring a load of people i mean i've had so many Mm. there's been so many things i don't want to name and shame people because i'm not about that but there has been so like even recently, I mean, like, gigs have had to be like not happen and stuff because promoters are you know trying it on with you and stuff. It's like, yeah. well, no, I'm not not having that. And I got a manager now, so he's like that. Nope, yeah, <laughs> that ain't happening. Because yeah. like as well, because I'm funding it myself. It's like it will cost end up costing me to do gigs. There's a lot of yeah. some of the lads are, and the guys in the uh, band, the session players. Do you know what I mean, so they've got to earn their money. Do you know what I mean? So like. You know, I mean, I can't get you can't be ripped off and stuff, but you have to learn that. You have to go through that to learn learn it. Do you know what I mean? You can't just start something and know everything. Do you know what I mean? What's your thoughts on the old Spotify rates um, conversation that's out there? But the rate? What do you mean the rate? Like how much you get paid per stream for Spotify compared oh, to yeah. what, what's available? Is it is it even worth talking about? Or should we just move on? Is it? I don't know why I brought it up. It just came to me. It, yeah, it's just madness, and it? it's like if you get a million things or something, it's like what is it, a penny yeah. or something like that? It's just ridiculous, man. Like, I mean, I have Spotify because who doesn't? But yeah, yeah you, it, it's, it's weird. How, it, it's weird how music and the tunes are a byproduct to a business, which is a band, in it, where a band will make the money on doing gigs and selling merch, where they don't really make money on music at, you know. A certain yeah. level. It's just weird how that's how, how the industry's changed that way to me. And uh, you can make more money if you do a stupid video on TikTok nowadays. Yeah. yeah, I know that I know so many people that are blown up on TikTok, and recently met people, and it's like, oh, yes, yeah, my job, it's my job now, because I was an idiot once for five seconds, and it's gone yeah. bang. It's like that. That's like soul destroying. You know when you're munching <laughs> yes. on the chorus for about yeah. six months, and you go, "This is it," <laughs> and then someone goes like that. Nah, yeah. <laughs> that's a penny. 
I know, man, and, and, and I'm still trying to get my head around TikTok. I've started, I'm, I'm, I'm having a go at it on RGN. I'm, I'm getting better at the socials on it and just um, trying to promote the podcast quite a lot on TikTok and putting videos out yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's a weird one with algorithms and how they work in it. And uh, TikTok seems to be, a lot of people are talking about how how much it minds your own personal data and that kind of stuff and and that's another conversation yeah. i think for for somebody else but uh tiktok is it, you have to be on all these things to to survive don't you so when a new thing out like that comes yeah. out it's important that you you just even though i don't understand it i'm still present on it and i'm still having a go at it <laughs> you, you just you, yeah that's you got it do you know yeah. what i mean because like, a lot of people are, i paid a festival recently mm. last minute booking um at 110 above festival and uh yeah, loads of people went, oh, we know you from TikTok. And I was like, how? Mm. And then, so when I moved into the house, yeah, here's one for you. So a lot of people know who I am, mm. even if it's not for the music because of this video. And um, I say a lot, like the people that have said it, they're like, oh, I've yeah. seen you on TikTok. And, uh, and I'll show you here. Look. So in the fireplace here, it's only tiny. It's big enough for a pigeon to get down it, right? So have you been, if you go on TikTok and scroll down. You're in it. And, uh, Are you in the fireplace? Anyway, yeah, the, uh, so me and my missus, we just, we just got in, we've been out for a bit, and we got back and we we're hammered. And uh, we come in, and all the pictures are like, the pictures have come off the wall. And I was like, there was, obviously it was shit, but I didn't realise. I thought it was like, I didn't know what to think. I was a bit like, like this. Yeah. And I come in, the kitchen cupboards were open. I was like, oh, oh we've been robbed. We've been robbed. <laughs> and um, we walk in here like it's, everything's everywhere and I go back in and I'm talking to Claire thinking we should bring the police and then I've just gone what's that and in the fruit bowl there's this fucking pigeon just like <laughs> looking at me like this and I'm not being funny I'm not scared of pigeons but when they're in your fruit bowl in your yeah. house it's flying at you it's pretty scary so I put my work gloves on I didn't want to get like rabies I'm trying to get it I've had no support from yeah, okay. you and she's filmed it. She's put it on TikTok. It's nearly got like a million views and everyone's like <laughs> taking the mitt. Everyone thinks I'm a woman as well. That's a new thing because of my hair. It's like, have you never seen a lad with long hair? They're like, ah, oh, what's she playing at? Look, she's just being really <laughs> screaming. So I'm like, watch it. I'm going to watch it. Comments. I'm going to put a link They're in the comments. For it. Like, absolutely. Rinse it. What's the problem? It's just the bird. And <laughs> Were you squealing? And I was like, what woman has got like long sideburns like they were like carpets at the yeah. time i was like apart from your granny who's got a hairy face i'm obviously not a grandma <laughs> and if i was a mummy i'd be a yummy mummy so let's get it right thanks <laughs> and anyway the pigeon at their very end it's, it's flown around everywhere and it's flew up the head and i've gone through the door <laughs> fell over it's proper done me in like mike tyson's done me and uh it just get, it just walks out the door like yeah. And just looks back and just be like that. Just might as well just gone like that. I'd like, oh, you there, mate. <laughs> You've put it on TikTok, gone massive. I put a tune on TikTok, something like that. Mm, the pigeon was that. <laughs> the fucking world's such a mad, strange place, isn't it? It's, it's great. It's it great. Is. And let's talk about this uh, Paris video then, the diary. I really enjoyed watching that. How many beers did you get through in Paris? Because every every cut at the end, you're saying right beer. Right, whatever right, you're doing, right, right. yeah, I'm, I'm just having, I'm just getting some, we're just checking out some clothes, right, beer, right, okay, oh, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having snails, let's have a beer, how many beers did you get, how, how did Paris come, come about, just tell us the story, like, behind it, and what happened? 
We've um so um uh Hugo's name is is a, a promoter out there, promotes gigs at uh, Supersonic is with the venue we played. And we played there with arcades, had a great time, mental time out there a few times. It's just been great. I've got a few friends out there now, and there's there's a really good little scene. Mm. And I uh, played with a band called King No One uh, this recent uh, thing. And we, uh, since I hadn't been to sleep for like three days, not because of any like chemicals or anything like that, just because of traveling and just like lager. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we got picked up here. My manager picked us up. I'm sorry, no, what? Danny, Danny weren't driving. He just come for the laugh at the time. He weren't my manager at the time. Deck, our sound man. Uh, picked our Charlie up from Manchester and the van we hired drove from Manchester left there about 10 o'clock on the first night came pick us up early hours of the morning we went to pick some a drummer up from London then we get the ferry uh, sorry the the, uh, the train over and it's like another three or four hours the other side so we get there get there do the sound check have a beer we're already drinking in the van do the gig the gig was like because uh, Tobias, our drummer, it was his second gig and it just really clicked, like, the gig and stuff. And loads of people, turned, like, 300 people, like, playing to. And uh, it, it was couldn't have gone any better. And then <laughs> the, we unplugged the guitars. And we're like, well, we've not been to bed for two days. Let's get hammered. Mm-hmm. It's like that one pint, I was gone because I'm a lightweight. But it was a great night, man. It was a great night. You know, nothing happened. Nothing happened. It was all good. It was like that. That's gone really well. Like we didn't get stopped on the train, nothing like that. Okay, no one got hurt until the morning, and uh, so we've got we've had a Macis, and it's about half two in the morning. Jack won't mind me telling this, and even if he does, it's just put it straight because <laughs> it's his own fault. Okay, and uh, <laughs> it's about half two, and everyone's just gone. I like, just hit the wall and gone. Been up for two days, we're all drunk, had nothing to eat really, put some some snails mm. and they didn't really fill me up and uh they look nice though on the video they did look nice they are me the french hate me <laughs> in the cafes i'm like that snails chips <laughs> moretti or peroni yeah. got it lager They're like, that's stupid english <laughs> yeah i'm like that come on May- and mayonnaise they don't like that they do not like that <laughs> they don't like that i'm like that sodgy cheese board chips yeah. snails so a bit of home and a bit of away yeah. you know yeah. A, no, yeah, no. fine. You can tell how annoying I am. <laughs> and um anyway. le, le chips. <laughs> yeah, le chips, mate. Le snail. <laughs> and uh yeah, so I said to Jack, like, we're all going, Deck's drive the Deck was driving us back to the hotel, which is only like a ten minute drive, yeah. but he'd stayed sober so he could drive us all bless him. He's a machine. Yeah. And uh so he'd been up for like over twenty four hours and anyway. Said to Jack, we'll go and get in the van. It's loaded. Let's go. It's like half two. We're all plastered. And he's like, no, I'm staying out. Like this. I'm like, Jack, no one's going. No one, everyone's going. You don't know anyone here. Everyone's gone home. You're, like, ah, you're boring. I was like, <laughs> how am I? I was like, we're going out tomorrow as well for the whole day until we get back. He's like, ah, no, you go. I'm staying out. So are you going to be all right? Because it's like, I'm, too, I'm done with this. Are you going to be all right? He goes, when have I never been all right? Famous last words. <laughs> Fast forward to the morning. We're all waiting in the lo- in like the little lobby bit of the hotel. And Ash, our trumpet player, he's rang Charlie. He's like, "You and Tommy need to come up and see Jack. Something's happened." So I'm like, "Oh, here we go." And uh, like, he's phone out, really. 
I get in there. He's completely bollico. He's got an eye patch on and his glasses are like this. His head's about out here. And his blood everywhere. I was like, ah, your night went well then. <laughs> in, I don't know what had happened. I don't know what had happened, but I think he'd, uh, he'd gone down the wrong alley, basically. And okay. uh, yeah, he had a few we'll, words. We'll say a little telling off. We'll say no more. We'll say no more. So that, that, that's, that's why he's got black eyes at the end of the video then. That's on YouTube. Yeah, I've been telling people he's been playing a bum note. So I'm like, like James Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's playing a bum note. Slap out, and the it. wages gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but watch the watch the watch the tour diary. Follow me on YouTube while you're there. Yeah, that's yeah, a nice little plug. Yeah, there we go. Well, I'll put the description of the diary on there. I'll put your I'll put your link tree on so people can get involved with your tunes and just yeah. get involved with you, mate. Because I think you're great. He's all right now, by the way. Oh he's god. Okay. Now. Yeah, I should have asked that. His nose is slightly like that, but he's all right. He's only the bass player. <laughs> so what what you got coming up next then? Uh, oh, you've got the single that we that we touched on, haven't you? That'll be coming out soon, I presume. When when's that coming? Yeah. Um hopefully in the next couple of months, like maybe so, yeah. uh, hopefully sooner really. You know what? Because uh, they should call me lastminute.com because all my gigs, the last like six gigs have all been yeah. like a week's notice or like can you come in? Because yeah. like it would have been ideal to have a, I just supported Miles Kane mm. and I did two shows with Jamie Webb. So I've just played this festival, but they've all been like really last minute bookings and like, get it out, get it done. It's like with lead times and stuff, you know, with when you're releasing through like distribution companies and stuff like yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's like, uh, there's like five or six weeks waiting times. So it's like, it would have been perfect to have it out then, but yeah. So hopefully soon, yeah. but I've, um, but I have been recording, a lot more recently like I'd, last year was about recording yeah and then this year was about playing and like introducing this this thing to the world kind of thing and then mm. but yeah i've just been working with a couple of new producers um london and manchester two separate producers and the new stuff's like taking a little bit of a different direction again and i'm really really excited for people to hear that um jamie, yeah so just lots more sorry jamie webster's a good a solid lad i had him on the podcast He's he's got he's, a, he's so got nice, he's mate. got a solid head on him, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So Deck, our salmon, his his salmon, mm. um, and that's how I kind of got the gig through through Deck. Mm. Um, bless him, like phoned me up like on the Wednesday, like at eleven pm, because going to get to Southampton, <laughs> made it for about thousand people, and mm. it was great. And then we did the same with Cov Empire, and uh, but yeah, like Jamie was he was such a nice guy, like so down to earth mm. and like interested in you. Like went backstage, yeah. had a chat after. And um, yeah, the shows were wicked, man. I, I want to do more. Like we just, uh, I just did that acoustic. It was just an mm. acoustic support. So me and Charlie had two acoustics and uh, yeah, we went for it, man. But it was, yeah, really good. And then next up, I've got a gig on the 30th of September in Birmingham at Dead Wax. And that's the headline. So I'm like, I'm really looking forward to that because yeah, it's, you know, it's close to home and stuff. So it should be a rowdy one. Well, I'll uh, I'll promote the link tree that you've got that directs everybody to all your projects that you've got going on, mate. Really appreciate you joining us for the podcast today, mate. Really appreciate your time. Mate, and thank you very much for having okay, us. Mate. You're welcome. So, Tommy Coplet, cheers, mate. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you on the road sometime, no doubt at all. And thanks for joining us today for the podcast, mate. Legend, my mate. See you later. Thanks, Tommy, man. Told you, very good. Very good lad. Jump on the socials. Check out Tommy's things. Uh, there's a link to the description of this podcast uh, in the links. Invest. Follow him on the socials. Do watch the Paris documentaries. Indeed.
it's, it's amusing. And of course, the pigeon thing, I've put a link to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> just enjoy that. <laughs> I, I applaud you to enjoy that. Yeah, mate, thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, join us here at the podcast each week. Tell your friends about it. It's the way we grow. It's what podcasts do. Um, at RGM Pod on Twitter. Subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Tell your friends. And we're here with a great guest. I'm recording three guests this next week. Uh, I'm in recording mode. And uh, I don't know which one it's going to be yet, myself yet. So stay tuned to the Twitter page at RGM Pod for next week's guest. It's got to be a big one, though, because all three are great. So, yeah, stay tuned. Thank you, everybody, again for joining us for another week of live music. Uh, if you have to see a band, tag us in. Tell us how great they are. Tell us about all this new music that you're enjoying at the minute. Share the love, and we'll share on. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney. Welcome to another show. We're off. I'm going to continue my recovery. You could tell I feel a bit. Uh, my voice sounds like even in this mic this microphone I've got my voice sounds different still yeah I'm not there yet but I'm getting there ladies and gentlemen thanks for your time today we'll see you next week do have a look through the archives on the podcast too loads of guests for you to enjoy and we'll see you next week nice one toodaloo Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.